Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Enterprise Dish. You will recognize the voice, but maybe not the hair. Aaron is back. He's been, he's gotten cut. He is looking, he's looking 30 years younger or maybe older. Oh my know. gosh, maybe. <laughs> so this is all a wager. I think on an earlier episode, I may have mentioned that this was all based around a wager with my daughter. Yes. Who's in a competitive volleyball team. They've had a very, very good season. Uh, close calls with COVID shutting them down, but they they made it through, and uh, and so I, I I felt all the more obligated to see through this wager of not cutting my hair. Mm -hmm. At the end, she was actually more motivated to get her hair cut than I was. I was like, hey, it's finally to this crazy long place, and I look like you know the dude from The Big Lebowski, and I, I was you know kind of getting into it. But enough's enough. I mean, I'm glad it got cut, and she's all the more thrilled. And now they just opened up for her age group, right? The vaccine, mm -hmm. and she's got her first shot and is super thrilled so yeah sun's out in seattle it's all it's all going our way now brad that is that is the momentum that we all need Des so desperately all need and uh that is good to hear and there's been quite a bit happening in the microsoft world Boy. since we've talked last uh one of the i don't want to call this a big one but one of the first items is that microsoft is going to finally completely gut Adobe Flash from uh, Windows and also importantly as server as well, starting here in July. Yeah, probably overdue, mm -hmm. right? I mean, this has been coming, and and it's sort of it's sort of funny to me rolling back to when Flash became a four letter word when uh, the late Steve Jobs waved his magic wand from a keynote stage and said it's no good, and then all of a sudden everyone's like, oh yeah, it's horrible, it's like the worst thing ever, and now now it's totally vilified and and nobody likes Flash, but. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, for a long time, it was sort of the state of the art. And, and, and we've joked about Silverlight in the past. Silverlight was chasing Flash, as Microsoft does so well. And and now it's nothing, right? Yeah. It's, it's like it's obviated and, and, and the world can live without it. And um, I don't know, sort of sort of interesting and, and about about the right time, not too long, not too short. I think a yep. lot of enterprises have built tools that maybe use it or have a plug-in rid that requires it or or whatever might be the case. And so I think it's right to give the nice long tail that enterprises get and deserve um, to, to be able to phase it out. But en enough's enough. And, and there'll, there'll probably be a nice legacy support story that, mm -hmm. oh, if you really need it, and you know, some big oil and gas company has to have it. And so they can pay two and a half million a year and they'll, they'll leave it in for them or give them some, mm -hmm. you know, private build that allows them to run it, which is a disaster on a related topic that we'll pick up later. But no, I think it, it's good. It's 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 an interesting it's an interesting note that that might segue nicely into a very maybe brief discussion on twenty one H one. I yes. don't know if that was really on the docket, but yeah, no, it's definitely actually everything else. Yeah, I mean, it's Microsoft has officially they've officially announced they've put it into release preview. It's, right, exactly. But it's not officially know, here though. Right. Yes. Yes. This 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 may release now. We're we're kind of here in the middle of May, mm -hmm. and it's not here. Mm -hmm. Kind of tick-tock, tick-tock. I'm just hearing, you know, the minutes and hours elapse here. And, and then when is it going to be June? And this 21H1 is quickly going to be a, you know, very, very, very end of the Microsoft fiscal year release. So they can still call it 21H1. But um, and, and interestingly, I'm not quite sure why, based on what I'm what I'm seeing in my notes from what it includes, this is not an earth-shattering monumental nope. batch of goods that they're shipping. <laughs> Not even close. Right. 
Interestingly, though, there are a couple nods to remote work mm -hmm. um, in this, right? A couple things they've tucked in there, some security things with uh, Windows Defender, Application Guard, which is nice. Get your apps running a little bit faster um, in a secure way, yeah. which is good. More foreshadowing for future topics. Mm -hmm. And then uh, WMI, good juice for um, group policy services, for you know more remote work enablement and things like that. But yeah, all, all the all the world's looking to Sun Valley for some reason, and I I don't I, maybe maybe you've got more more insight into what's going on there besides round corners. All everyone talks about is the round corners. So there is there's quite a bit. Uh, there's a couple things real quick. Microsoft also announced there's 1.3 billion active devices of Windows on a monthly basis. So there's approximately 1.3 billion devices that could eventually run Sun Valley, um, but some huge you try to get like understand that microsoft experiments a lot but right now it looks like they're going to be in this is kind of merging two topics but um sun valley is going to take on some aspects of it looks like windows 10x like if you imagined what the windows 10x start i guess start menu is still the appropriate phrase for it. you click the button a little thing pops up like that is merging at least from what my understanding is with like the traditional windows like start menu um, builds of it right now actually have it in the center as well. So that's a pretty big, quite literal shift from left justification to quite literally center justification. Um, I believe we're also getting rid of the, the start icon, whatever. It's like the Windows 8 flag right now. I think we're going to see potentially more of like a bluish icon that might look a little bit more just traditional Microsoft. Um, but it's very much like a, a, at least from my understanding, like a, a top level, there's a lot of like, skinning of the the cat if you will but user but, experience yeah well and and that's cool right i mean they want to keep it modern and progressive and so for the people listening who use mac os mm -hmm. it still feels much more like you're in the future on mac os than you are on yep. windows yep windows is still a very highly utilitarian multi-purpose um, you know, the Toyota Corolla of operating systems mm -hmm. where maybe, maybe Mac OS is a little bit more the, I don't even know what the right analogy is, the Mazda Miata or something. It's yeah. still, it's still accessible. It's, but a, a little more novelty, mm -hmm. a little cooler, but not that cool to me anyway. I don't know. I mean, for a lot of people, it, it's just the summit of coolness and, yeah. you know, the center of their universe, but, um, yeah, I mean, it's sort of interesting how much of this and and that congratulations, by the way, on scooping the, the 10x sunset issue sunset. I mean, maybe not sunset, yeah. the 10x uh, flip of the switch, shall we say. So I don't know if you have any more insight on that or want to share with our listeners. Yeah, I, I, I think the, the most appropriate way is at least it's like because it's a, I honestly think if Microsoft had never announced this back in 2019, the fall of it, like we never would have heard any of like any of this stuff. Um, but what it sounds like is Microsoft got really far down this rabbit hole and then they just kind of realized like, what it, what is this actually going to do for us? Like, and OEMs were like, well, we don't really kind of want to run that because just proper windows gives us more flexibility and that's what we want to do. And so from what I am hearing is that Microsoft just kind of just took the OS and just kind of put it over on a shelf and they're going to let it sort of marinate and percolate over there for a while. It's not that it won't ever come because I, you could say, hey, it's never coming. And then in three years from now, they launch something that looks like it. And somebody be like, Brad, ha -ha, you said never. And then it's like, right. OK, um, but I'm 
pretty darn confident we're not going to see it at all this year. Uh, and, and and to your point that how much of that is then just going to be incorporated back into right. Windows 10 and this is and and the Corolla's enough. Yes, we don't exactly. need the the little micro edition of that. We don't need the Yugo. We don't need the even cheaper, simpler version of this per se. But it does beg the question. It seemed like this was sort of a bit of a confused strategic move because isn't this looking more like and I believe we talked about this coming at the Chrome OS mm -hmm. ecosystem, something simpler, more stripped down, you know, less, less attack surface to secure on the first place, a little bit easier to manage reasonable, but it was yep. being kind of flowed into these unusual devices, these folding screen, mm -hmm. multi-display devices. So that's not really a, a Chrome competition thing. Right. That's going after this other thing. And so maybe it was trying to try to go after too much at once. And then it got, got dialed back. Remember that announcement mm -hmm. got dialed back into the single screen simple. We're just yep. going to be like Chrome. And now it's nothing. So, you know, kind of a path we've walked before. For sure, we saw this coming a mile away. Um, had hoped maybe they'd get it right this time because how interesting and exciting to mm -hmm. have more toys to play with, but you know, why didn't it work? And people are talking about this need. There obviously is a need for this. Chrome OS is super successful. Chromebooks are wildly successful. Yep. You know, there's a definitely a market for it. So, but is there to Microsoft's definite credit on this, they're applying good discipline product management process. They've learned some things and they're incorporating that into mm -hmm. this. And after deploying a very large team and a lot of dollars into these you know, a massive software undertaking complemented by massive hardware undertakings, they're saying no. And so, you know, what did they, what exactly was the learning? You know, was it, this is too much, too fast, this is too complex, mm -hmm. is it, there's not enough customer demand, some combination of that, you know, we're, we're just a few degrees off of the mark and it's enough based on what we learned with Windows RT that it's not worth taking another billion dollar write down on this, maybe? I, you know, I don't know. Yeah. I, I mean, there's tough decisions. You think about it from, it, like I said, like it, if they didn't announce this, this wouldn't be like a thing at all. But the fact that Microsoft went up on a stage and said, ta-da, here's this thing we're building towards. And then now it doesn't sound like they're going to ship it. Um, I, I suspect we'll probably hear some more massaging of like, you know, the narrative, if you will. Like, oh, we're ingesting it into Windows 10. We didn't feel like we need it. But I, I heard from OEMs as well that said, hey, like we need that customization and just make windows run better on cheaper devices and then problem solve for us. So, yeah. So here, here again is a neat differentiator between uh, Apple and, and Microsoft is Apple has total control over the, you mm -hmm. know, end end process, hardware, software. And as jobs, I hate to keep bringing him up because I don't really think that highly of him as many others do, but that, you know, if you're serious about software, you make hardware, yeah. right? And maybe, maybe there's some truth to that. And Microsoft's done well with the Surface proper. Um, Microsoft doesn't have that control over the rest of the ecosystem, though. They have mm -hmm. a lot of revenue tied up with the big three OEMs. And then the, uh, there's a whole second tier and there's a whole third tier as well. Yeah. Right, consider the Panasonic Toughbook and all yeah. of law enforcement and public safety that relies on that and others manufacturing. And, 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 and on and on and on with all these other vendors that need the devices to, to do more things and have more flexibility. 
um, and and not get deviated from it that requires them to do other acrobatics with their engineering. Mm -hmm. And so I think Microsoft has a lot of latitude because they do drive a lot of revenue for those organizations. It's kind of a two-way street yep. to be able to say, hey, let's do this, and the OEMs will jump on. But they only have so much dry powder to to burn that way. And if it's not hitting the mark, mm -hmm. I think that they probably had pressure, to your point, to stop well, and, and stop quick, right? There's also, in some regards, I think 10X may have just been a distraction for Microsoft. I mean, you think about, like, you have all these developers working on this product. Meanwhile, you have proper Windows 10 over here, which is making quite literally billions of dollars every single quarter. And you're so focused on, yes, the Chromebook is a threat. Like, you can't ignore it. But that threat, at least in my opinion, is not nearly the same size as upsetting the proper Windows 10 ecosystem for your enterprise customers. And consider the timeline of events. Mm -hmm. And consider the big, crazy curveball that came in in the middle of all this, yep. which is COVID-19. And this now insane remote work movement, remote mm -hmm. IT movement, and so on and so forth. Consider the changes that are coming out in 21H1 motivated by COVID, at least partly. It was probably coming anyway, but yeah. tailored to that and message to it. And one thing that really caught my eye um, was, and I'm not that attentive to earnings calls, but it was quoted um, in, in other articles of Satya saying that they're doubling down on Windows 10. Mm -hmm. were, and and it, was, it was around this time frame, and this was in October, of COVID and remote work and realizing that the very center of so much work productivity is Windows. And so if we're going to keep the enterprise going, if we're going to stay on this path of digital transformation, effort, energy, momentum has to be built behind the platform. This has been our premise and our hypothesis from the very beginning, yep. right through the many deaths of the PC that have yet to happen. And and here it is being reaffirmed that the 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 center of gravity for productivity is the PC and, and will remain so. And that the promise of the cloud and all these great things that are happening, 5G and all of that, are are a great promise. But we're probably years, if not closer to a decade out of realizing this perfect fluidity of connectedness that allows us to, to work in other ways that are not the kind of having local storage and having local processing power and things like that. There are workers for whom that will never be reality, right? Think about designers and, and video producers of the, and that world is multiplying um, with the, the rich social web that we have now. So I, I believe, I mean, this is sort of, uh, you know, just affirming an opinion and, and, uh, mm -hmm. and, and our position, but that this is a nod very much to this and to the continuity of this that we're seeing too of this movement toward remote work that more and more now that we're opening and you know the, the latest news of hey if you're vaccinated masks in the u.s anyway are not required in in public or indoors it, it's just it's just a, a crazy huge move right and but that people are saying I now know that I can do all of the things that I do fine in, in the environment I prefer to work in, which might be from home. It might be a home office. It might be not the office environment traditionally. And I don't, I reject any requirement that I have to be at work. And if you're going to tell me I have to come back, I quit. Yeah. Like this, so this is, this is what I've been seeing on the forums, right? Is entire team saying, 
nope, we're not coming back. We're done. The end. <laughs> so what does that do? That mm -hmm. says, okay, you've got to make this a reality. IT has to support this long-term. And what does a business have to do? The business has to say, here, here, here are the ways. We're going to define fully remote, hybrid, required to show up. If you're in retail, someone has to be there to run the cash register and check you out unless you've got an Amazon Go situation, but there are still people in the stores. So you know, how do you, how do you, how do you map to this? How do you drive to this? How do you support that from a technology perspective? These are the questions that Windows has no choice but to answer, whether, whether it ends up being a two-year thing or a five-year thing or a 50-year thing. If Windows doesn't have an answer, it's all too easy for everyone to say, no problem. It's going to be Mac OS and for everyone else, Chrome, and we'll do thin clients for everyone else at the end. Goodbye, Microsoft. They can't afford that. Fully agree. Fully agree. No, I mean, it's a, I don't think Microsoft expected, honestly, like Windows to keep thriving the way that it has. You know, if you went back, when whenever Terry Meyerson left, whenever that transition occurred, when he stopped leading Windows, I mean, they straight up like demoted Windows inside the company. And now here we are in 2021 with 1.3 billion devices using it every single month. And people in the last year alone bought PCs at a fastest rate ever, uh, which we know for obvious reasons why. But Microsoft, I, you know, they whiffed. They, they said, hey, this isn't going to be a thing long term for the company. Let's shift and move around. And then here we are still talking about it and it, can't it get away from it. Yes, absolutely. It shows you the unpredictability of things, mm -hmm. right? And and what's what's good, what the what 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 today and the momentum and the direction of things and what's possible says about what the future is going to be is different than what the future is actually going to be. And so this goes back to sort of uh, internal discussion we're having that I'm happy to have here, which is you have to look beyond the magic quadrant, right? It, it goes, it goes far beyond this notion of kind of the CYA for the CTO, mm -hmm. sorry, that soup that says, I'm going to protect my career and the business by going off the cliff and committing to this large investment because this white paper says this is the right bet or they're the leader in the magic quadrant. That's not really how it's done now. It really is increasingly bottom up for a thousand reasons and more and more. And I think this is very powerful for our audience to hear the stuff that you're looking at and the solutions you can show working fast for free is going to be the way that you're going to take the business. You inform the direction of the business increasingly. It's all technology driven, right? It's all about the direction that the business is going based on the platforms of choice and the ability to move quickly by integrating them well, having them be secure by default, and having them be easily adopted by your, your users, whether that's your employees and, and the kind of the internal user base, your partners, the people you do business with, your customers, whatever it might be, that that is our new normal. Consider, for example, this whole, is it Colonial? Yes, Colonial Pipeline, the whole pipe, pipeline shutdown, right? Did Have you heard this, Brad? This mm -hmm. uh, like, yeah. like the kind of the, and, and, and kind of the technical underpinnings? Yep. And, and tie it. back to exchange? Yeah, ties back to exchange, yep. It's a, it's a bit of a clickbait situation because they're saying that their infrastructure is a mess, mm -hmm. but... You know, 
if, if it was all buttoned up with the exchange vulnerability have been a problem, I bet it probably wouldn't have. But this goes back to the point that it is overdue that the posture of every organization has to be totally buttoned up. There is no excuse yep. for, you know, the world to be looking at your organization that got hacked, that you had to pay 5 million bucks to get the decryption key for, and, and looking at your infrastructure saying, ha ha, I can see exactly why. I can see all the holes in your network and mm -hmm. all the lane configuration that made you a sitting duck, right? And how much of how much of our, our business world of our infrastructure, public infrastructure, private infrastructure is in that position? I think we would be embarrassed by that number. How many of our listeners are getting red faced in their cars right now listening to this saying, yeah, dude, we're pushing. We're do we're giving it everything we got. We got a long yep. way to go. Yep. Right. It's. You know, you can avoid a lot of things in life, but, you know, when there's people out there with a financial incentive to wreck your environment, you can't, you can't ignore it forever. Sure, you can push Patch Tuesday off for a couple of days and more than likely, as long as it's not a zero day, you're probably fine. But when you're still running, I don't know, Exchange Server 20, 2012 R2, 10 years from now when it's no longer supported. Negligence yeah. is what that is, right? It's yeah. it's negligence. And, and, and I think, unfortunately because the urgency of these situations is such it's such a good hack ransomware oh yeah brings you to your knees i've got the magic pill that gets you out of this right here mm -hmm. right here transfer the bitcoin and this all goes away your insurance company says yes do it that's and that's the problem is that you've got an insurance companies saying the best way out of it is just is just to pay it yep because usually they'll come around, they'll give you the encryption keys and you're good, right? It, it, most, most of the time it ends up working. Mm -hmm. So cool, except for the fact that now the organizations that have the wherewithal and the motivation to do this know that they can keep getting away with it, yep. which means there's going to be even more of this. So again, dear listeners, please position yourselves to avoid this. Position your team at least to not be the weak link that is the 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 pathway on which uh, attackers ride in educate your employees to not not mm -hmm. leave stuff wide open and leave their workstations unlocked and use you know really bad passwords and like not use don't allow people to not use 2FA or or, or MFA mm -hmm. um you know do all of the take care of the low hanging fruit this week or this month and start going after the bigger stuff next and prioritize the list and start doing it. You know, this is probably the third or fourth conversation like this that we've had. It's, and it's just going to keep sliding. But well, anyway, there was one, there was one out today, the national health service, I believe of Ireland, their hospital network was, it was a victim of ransomware just today. Oh, man. And so they're basically telling everybody for non-emergency treatment, like don't come in. Because unless you're, you know, have a life-threatening issue, probably not going to be seen. It's tough. Yeah. Well, I mean, and, and so unfortunately, I, I think this is the new normal. And it'll be sad when this is no longer news and we're not like, oh, man, can you believe it? it I, that, that, I think, is, is unfortunately where this is headed. The, the upside is we, we've, we have this opportunity to talk about it and ability to, to, to consider the simple things that we can do. And, and also explore the more difficult projects, mm -hmm. right? And the endpoint is invariably 
such an important component of this. And that endpoint in the overwhelming number of businesses has the overwhelming component of it as windows. And so again, this is why, and I think this is probably part of why 10X got turned off is we have so much work to do to make the platform so robust and resilient that it is not a weak link in this. And then we turn our attention to the cloud and make sure that's not an easy target. Mm-hmm. And then we focus on getting legacy customers onto modern platforms. And if they and if Microsoft does that successfully, they will they will be in in a great great position, right? There will be there will be a lot less risk and a lot less uh, weeping and wailing. Yep. Speaking of being in a great position, this is a nice little segue. You could be in a great position to learn more about developer stuff if you signed up for Microsoft Build, which is happening at the end of this month. <laughs> Great plug. That was Great not plug. plugged still by virtual. Microsoft. That was uh, just a solid opportunity. And I ran still with virtual it. and free, right? Yep. Yep. Still virtual, still free. Uh, you can actually go search, I believe, right now, all the sessions. It doesn't look like there's a whole lot of Windows stuff. Um, no. So the, the next great Microsoft event where they're going to unveil Sun Valley isn't coming at build, although I candidly wasn't really expecting it because uh, Panos, who's leading it, kind of likes to do his own thing. So he's not. they're not going to lump that stuff into build. And so much, so much of this universe is kind of data and cloud oriented, mm-hmm. which is all an Azure and a DevOps story and a, um, you know, generally kind of a web delivery story. Yep. Um, so it's a whole lot less about platform and and locally executed apps, client based apps, and much more about backend and things. And and it will be probably, I bet, for another three or five years sort of with the quantity and speed of new services that are being released, especially around AI ML. Yep. So lots of interesting topics, lots of interesting tidbits, lots of implications for clients in the endpoint, but yeah, it's not going to be, it's not going to be top line. Yeah. And if they did unveil Sun Valley, the problem Microsoft would have, you know, problem is that would be all the headlines. And so if they have other significant infrastructure related announcements, uh, those are just going to get washed over by the new windows. So when they do like crazy, right? I mean, so much stuff coming out of data platform and, mm-hmm. and all the trimmings, right? It's, yep. it's, it's rich. It's super rich, especially for kind of the, the dev, the dev side IT people listening. It, it is a really, if you're not familiar, haven't been, I know that we have a lot of kind of um, younger IT folks who listen, it, it mm-hmm. is, especially since it's free and you don't have to go anywhere to get it, really great opportunity to get insight from the source. So what I would do, my advice would be if you have, you know, an area of expertise or you're, you know, kind of a couple years out of school and, and you're kind of heading down this road of some, some specialty, find that topic and pick a session and go and listen and see what they're talking about. And, 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 and then look up who those people are and and you can tie back into the fact that, oh, these are the people who built this Mm -hmm. and they're going to talk about why and how it works and how, what you can do with it. And it's, it's pretty awesome. Pretty powerful. Made, made exactly for you, for the people that listen to this. Fantastic. As always, Aaron, well, to everybody listening to this one, we appreciate it. You'll find important links down in the description, which I always point down just out of habit, but technically speaking, it could be above or on the side or yeah, it's somewhere (laughs) on the page. If not, you can go to Petri.com and find all those good links where you'll find links back to Aaron. You'll find links back to Smart Deploy. And Aaron, we appreciate you stopping by on your busy day and we'll catch all of you right back here next time.